say you have a situation that brings you anxiety because you think of this, say you're going to a job interview or something and you're thinking like, oh my God, this person is so much smarter than me. This person is so blah, blah, blah. But do a thought exercise where you replace them with the image of your dog or like someone you love or something. And then when you're relating to them energetically, it's not continuing to create separation and anxiety or intimidation. You're relating to it with warmth and softness and affection. And there's a lot of power in how we relate and rather than perceiving in a, in a fearful or limiting way. Mm. Hello and welcome to episode number 318, Armin Show Podcast. What a cool backdrop, what a cool guest. How does it happen like this life is a glorious thing? Let's get into it. I have a colorful shirt. This is a moment. Who is returning on this show? Are you kidding me? Right here we've got Cat Faraway. Cat, That's I want right. to say welcome to the show. Thank you. Killing the game out here. By the way, she has a pumpkin. Um, a pumpkin was here. We like pumpkins. What can I, I love say? pumpkins. She's a fan of pumpkins. Now we'll, we will be ignoring you and speaking with each other, but shout outs to you, the listeners. <laughs> Kat, yeah. before we get into the content, of which there's quite a bit, shout outs to nine different quotes from oh philosophers. Oh my God. What? I have to say that yeah. I would like the people to know about some of your updates, things that are happening, happenings, goals current happenings, storytelling possibly, your Havaya material. Let us know. We want to know. Um, okay, so I'm working on Havaya still, okay. which I mentioned before on the last podcast. Yes. The what consciousness. It's a consciousness um, modality, and it's a company that I'm working with, operating, and... Yeah, that's. I mean, you came to one, so sure maybe did. you could explain I more. One. I went there. It's peaceful. It is relaxing. You learn about yourself. Yeah. Cat happened to be there. Shout out to Cat. And with people who are relaxed, you can grow as an individual. In life, actually, you need the moments to be relaxed, peaceful, open, and then you can grow. Everything else is almost filler in life, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Those brief moments are where you can grow. How would you describe Hawaii to a random person on the street? I'm working on that. So that's like a marketing thing. That's true. That's a good <laughs> one. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, let me more. think. I, I was supposed to memorize this sentence and, and it I don't have it memorized. memorized. Okay. This is homework. <laughs> memorize the sentences. All I think of is Havaya has A's in the same place the banana has A's. Second, fourth, <laughs> and sixth letter. That's how I think about things. You know what I'm saying? Three A, triple A. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me think. Um, I know it's inspirational. It's a. I shouldn't give too many hints. You grow during the process. Um. How did it begin? It was founded 15 years ago in Brussels. Okay. Um. Have Let's you? talk about other things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can come back to Havaya. Right. We'll stop this and then I'll look at my phone and, and be like rehearsed. Fair. But we don't like that on the Armin show. We like things to be 
partially raw. rehearsed, but not really raw. That's all we live for. I know, but you go to the store. Which which nuts are more expensive? The ones that are completely processed and some salt was thrown on them, or raw somehow sprouting nuts? Sprouting nuts. Okay. Then if the nuts growing right there, suddenly it's worth like twenty five dollars a pound. But if it's like processed and all this, we don't want it, right? Okay. Shout out to the raw world out there. All the good things came from that breath. By the way, Hawaii, a part of that is breathing. I know that. It's a there. healing modality, basically. Yeah. It's a healing modality. It's a new form, like when yoga came to America or something. Okay. It's, it's very ancient practice, mm-hmm. but this is just offering it in a new package, basically. Remix. People coming together in circles, sitting, relaxing, sharing, being present with each other. You're the P. Diddy of healing modalities. You've remixed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the power of now, like Eckhart Tolle, Mm -hmm. except for we use the word presence. Oh. And we practice it instead of talking about it. Fair. Practice is the key, right? (laughs) And I'm cooler than Eckhart Tolle. I mean, even though he's he's amazing. These are big statements. Are you cooler than Eckhart Tolle? You know what? I I would say I'm more... I'm, putting, I'm more emotional. I'm a woman. And, um, yeah. Just that cartel famous. I mean, love I know, him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. But he's just different than I am. But that's true. Right? We're all different in some form. We, totally. Details. So mine has a cat flavor. Cat short for, we all know this, Kathleen, <laughs> if anybody didn't know. Kathleen. Kathleen in the building. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle, very well known. I made a joke one time about uh, power of now versus power of later for procrastinators. Power of later. So <laughs> that was on stage. We'll put my open mic life uh, to the side for a moment, okay? So, <laughs> I didn't know you had an open mic I did open life. mic. Oh. Oh, who's going to get Kat to do open mic? <laughs> Basically nobody based on that Just reaction. Just one thing at a time, Armin. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Okay. I'm really, uh, you know, inspired guy. You know what I'm saying? I know. What can I say? But it's almost like I'm full of, uh, there's 50 pumpkins beaming out of me. There's one right here beaming out of cat. Pumpkins are good. Yes. Now, that's one. Now, another thing I want to throw in because it's current and I saw it. Yeah. Uh, storytelling workshop. Tell us about it. Yeah. Because about this, that, the other thing. Yeah. So, um, with my friend Abhishek. Yes. Um, As I adjust the volume. Go ahead. We are doing a storytelling workshop, basically Mm -hmm. um, guiding people through how they can how they can share what it is they're doing, um, overcome stage fright, any blocks that they may be facing in order to put content out there. Stories are the powerful thing. Kobe Bryant said that before he passed away. He was very into storytelling and he said that was the most important skill we can develop as people. Mm, I didn't know that. It's so powerful because I can tell you some things, right? Like X, Y, Z. But if I tell you I was here and then I did this and this person said this and there were feelings and emotions involved, involved, suddenly you're like, oh, okay, I can feel myself there. Mm-hmm. Versus the first one sounded like a bunch of step procedures like in a random manual sure. for like a washing machine. Yeah. It's not the same. No. Yeah, humans attached to, to a journey. Right. Could be a hero's journey. Somebody mentioned that. Yeah. They talked about that a bit. Hero's journey. Or a heroine's journey. Either way, that's true. Heroin shout out to... Heroin? Much? Heroin much? <laughs> like with an E. That's pretty good, actually. Puns all day. I got jokes. I should throw out some more. But let's put those to the side. So, Kat, okay? Before we get into the content... Okay. Tell me something you like about content. Uh, what you like to consume currently. Mm. Um, what is 
infiltrating your world or is it not? Do you block it out? I I listen to a lot of YouTube. Um, what have I been loving lately? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love a good Alan Watts video. What is he about? He's a philosopher. Oh. He loved... Uh, like Buddhist philosophy and Zen tradition. Okay. Um, I also love the school of, is it called the school of thought? School of life. School of life. I love that channel. Yeah. Yeah. You know the channel? I know the channel. Yeah. I love that. If it's on the internet, I know. Alan, Alan D. I don't know the name. Something. He's the main philosopher. Um, very interesting dude. Um, he made a video called Why You'll Marry the Wrong Person. Why You'll Marry the Wrong Person. What did you like about that video there? Well, he basically just like breaks down the fact that each one of us is sort of like a particularly unique individual. And we have our own quirks. Every human, like even if they look perfect from the outside, you get to know them intimately and they'll have lots of funny weird habits and behaviors like that's just kind of how humans are and um so when you choose a partner you're gonna choose someone who has all these funny things that like you didn't see at first and expecting anything different is like a a fairy tale yes yeah and so you'll you'll find someone who's like i think the the i think where people get confused is we want someone who's perfect. Um, and he sort of makes the argument for you're going to find someone who's good enough. And you have to accept like their humanity. Working with the world as it is versus having some exactly imaginative figment. Yeah. Fair. We can only see the outside. There's and that's always- why I love Havaya too, because honestly, Tell us more. like my main thing with Havaya is just continuously coming back, being with what is. Like rather than... You know, when some t- someone comes to a circle and we sit and we breathe and then we start to share, the tension and the blocks really come from, like, trying to refute or deny um, what actually is happening in life, pushing it away in some way. Um, and I just see the resistant dissolve once we take a few deep breaths and allow ourselves to be with what is. It sounds so obvious, but I think maybe because the world is happening so quickly now, um, it's almost like we're just like what you were saying about storytelling, right? We're going down the laundry list of things to do rather than being fully embodied in them, like experiencing fully each step of the way. Right. We're distant from the current moment, which is hilarious, right? It's happening right now. We're like over there. How much effort are we putting in to do that? That's crazy, right? The moment's right here, but no, I'm 20 feet away. I'm 20 feet away thinking about next week, two months from now. September 55th, some future date. That's a fair point. September 55th. Not even a day. Not even a day. Threw that one out there, but let's say October 12th, something like that. Somebody mentioned this in exercise. It's so easy, right? But how many people are doing it in full, everyday, simple exercises, right? We know the rules. It's not like so complicated things that would get you fit. 
but how many people are doing it? Very small group, and there's reasons, but yes, sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things. Yeah. A deep breath we take. Good, I feel like now I'm like a practitioner. I'm in front of like 12,000 people. Everybody take a deep breath. <laughs> Let's be in the moment. That's good. Cool. Being present is key. You're present. Not everybody's present. You can feel it when people aren't present because it's like they're walled off. And then if you try to say something, you might as well get back to them three days later because it's not coming through right now. Which, what a waste. Yeah, it's almost like how I imagine it is there are parts of us that are stuck, like locked in a different moment, either the future or the past. Like they're like. That's a good way to put it. I think about it really physically, like like it's in our bodies, like a different part of us is, yeah, locked somewhere, somewhere from a moment when we were experiencing something or predicting that we're going to experience something that we are unable to handle. So we're like locked in and then it can come back later? Do we have to be in the same like physical form or? How what do you mean it can come back later? Like, or if we're being present now, yeah. we can release the lock. We oh. can release the stuckness. Oh. I see the visual. Yeah? Yeah. Like you're sitting there and it's like you're like a lockbox. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the moment, suddenly it's key, flip, boom. Hi, I'm here, everybody. How's it going? Yeah. But then if you don't, it's locked again and you're stuck in the moment. Does it require cognitive effort to be in the moment? Oh, that's a good one. Like you have to put in like... Do you have to be thinking-wise prefrontal cortex there, or is it just like a, a focus of? Well, I guess mm. it's kind of the same. How much effort does it take to be It's a letting go. Letting go. Yeah. If 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 it's if it's real, it's actually the easiest thing. It's oh. it's it's it feels very relaxed and very warm and easy and flowy there's very little tension in it it should be low effort low effort ah. it's like unlearning shout out to unlearning or one guy he wrote a book called no i think it was called unlearning that was his book like jonathan mead i think that was like 10 years ago personal development guy unlearning and there's another yeah. guy who wrote ultra learning but that's different unlearning did you have to unlearn anything in your life that'll be the last question before we get into some material did cat ever have to unlearn something she had picked up as habits <laughs> early on of course of course of course oh my god where do i begin let me th pick the uh, third one the third <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think i mean oh my gosh is there a category that comes to mind that you had to uh switch from where you had previously had a a fixed mindset of this and later you're like i gotta let that go if i'm gonna be something better and now i'm this Oh my god. Broad question, specific answers, Armin. <laughs> How do I get, I gotta get more specific. It's a tough one. Is there anything that come to mind straightforward or not specific? Um. Something you were missing big time when you were 12, 18, 22? Well, I used, well, I was raised to um, think very scientifically and um interesting and was very would roll my eyes at anything spiritual or religious mm -hmm. um and sort of scoff and 
it took a few experiences to really open me up to the idea that there 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 are things beyond our cognitive understanding but still have value and merit um so i'd say that's a limiting shift that i uh, that i made was was like it, it does and it also doesn't have to be black and white right you previously gave too much weight to the logical sorry logical scientific world and you have reduced the weight that you gave to it so now you're giving more weight to the other end emotional spiritual world or maybe I just balanced the, like, uh, like I still give very much weight to science and it's beautiful, but the best scientists will tell you that the amount that we do know is so little compared to what there is to know. The top scientists say that more than the, you know, average scientists. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's like similar to the thing that I didn't like about religion, which is like this, this posturing as if we know so much and in like, we don't. It doesn't mean we don't know anything. Like, science definitely has identified things. Mm -hmm. But to say that, that that is everything is a little silly, too. That's true. Am I making sense? Well, no, but I have a hilarious follow-up. And I agree, but I know everything. <laughs> and because of that, I'm able to... I'm running a cult, 450 people, and I guide <laughs> them all. Joke. No, but that makes sense. We don't know everything. To say it is such a statement. It's a limiting statement. It separates us from individuals. And come on, like, come on, you know? Yeah. It's a little bit much. Yeah, I was going to follow it up with, but I know everything. And now let's get into how I know everything, which I don't. <laughs> Fair. Boom. But some people did. Well, in a way, we kind of do, too, right? But yes. that's why life is so funny and crazy. Right. <laughs> you can see things. Oh, last. I have to throw this one in. I got too many tangents, but who doesn't <laughs> like tangents? Those who know the most, are they the most separated from all other people and lonely? Like where we have our forte, are we now? Are like you thinking of someone in particular? No. Can you ask the question in a different way? I, I don't know that I'm following. Yes. So we have like fortes. We have like our skills, right? In those categories, yeah. are we completely alone? Like let's say some of mm -hmm. us have higher emotional capacity and awareness and understanding and some of us don't. Uh, then in that case... Would the individuals who have the highest emotional understanding be in like a small little category of individuals who um, have that and separate from the rest of the world in that capacity? Kind of lonely in that way? If that's not the most thoughtful face on the planet, I don't know what it is. My thoughtful <laughs> face is like a joke compared to that. It's not even close. I can't I do it. I just hit myself in the teeth with the microphone. Um, it reminds me of um, Dan Siegel. Mm-hmm. And he really talks about this concept called Mui, M-W-E. Did we talk about this last time? Maybe. I don't remember. I love him. I and, like I heard it. Um, yeah, Mui. And, like, he really touches on this idea that the, the idea that we're, we're separate from our environment or that we, um, like, yes, I, I am Kat and I... I'm separate yeah. from you yes. because we're in two different bodies. But the, but in, in another sense, we are, um, we're one. And, um, and so 
if I think of it in this perspective, like I'm really good at the things that I'm really good at and you're really good at the things you're good at and we can blend and enhance each other, which which kind of nulls the 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 question you just oh. said. Like, oh, I'm isolated in my gifts. Well, I could think of it that way. Or I could see it as like, these are my gifts that support you and you have gifts that support me. And now, um, rather than feeling like those are what divide us, they're actually what bring us a source of wellness. That's also kind of what Havaya is about. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's so annoying, right? Like those people who are... Really annoying, by the way. They're they're like always saying the thing, you know, that they're doing. They're like, and by the way, it's like the thing that I'm doing. But that's why I'm into what, you know, I'm doing because... Yeah. Passion is key. I like the segue because when you were saying that, that last part, uh, and then you connected it back to my question. I had forgotten about my question because what you were saying was very enlightening of sorts. <laughs> so it was nice that it returned back. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to ask that. So there's some real insight there. I don't right. know anything. It doesn't have to. Oh, really? Who, the people that say they don't know anything usually know some things. That's what I've known. And the people who say they know a lot, sorry. I don't know what to say. I like the segue, though. Yeah, they're less lonely. They don't have to. The loneliness does not have to be because they can fill in for the other person. The other That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Shout outs to that. Okay, cutting off the tangents now. Okay. Because I can do a billion of them, Jesus Christ. We have nine quotes, okay? These were men- mentioned by Professor Nancy Sherman. These uh, philosophers, we're going to go over some of them. Get some uh, thoughts from me. Thoughts from Kat on them. I like this topic because... When I read from these individuals, I feel like I'm talking to them, like next door, but mm. they're like a uh, thousand five hundred years old. I know, or, isn't that awesome? Yes, it is kind of uh, unexpected, and so therefore we have a friend. Yes, we all have <laughs> friends out here. <laughs> We're packed with friends. The three philosophers that will be covered here, Cat, are you ready for this? Are Epictetus, Seneca, and Marcus Aurelius. Beautiful. Famous author of Meditations. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to throw out these quotes and then... Are they all considered the um, Stoics or no? I want to say yes. I have, I think yes, but maybe At not. least two-thirds. We're but going- that's also what the guy who does School of Life, yep. the philosopher who's behind it, yep. he studies ancient philosophers and he really analyzes like each one's special gifts. I love him. I highly recommend listening to him. Now they know. We'll link him, maybe. Link him at the bottom. Okay. Links in bio. Bottom. Links at the bottom. There's no merch, by the way. People on the internet always say merch. Uh, but there's a pumpkin. Right there. It's orange. Does anybody like pumpkins? I don't know anybody around here that likes pumpkins. Except for cat. Now. Yeah. <laughs> the first quote I'm going to throw out there. And each of these, I'm going to have your feedback first. Okay. And then I'm going to throw in mine. Okay. And then maybe discussion on it. Very cool. So Epictetus. Mm-hmm. Okay. I start with him because it starts with E. It's a vowel. I like vowels. Okay. The key, Aurelius also has it too, but check this one here. The key is to keep company only with people who uplift you, whose presence calls forth your best. This is about company and upliftment. Thoughts that come to mind. Have you done this? What does it make you think of? How important is it? Very important. Very. And... um it's kind of like the Mui thing again. It's like 
in, in a lot of ways, we are inextricable from our environment. And I know that they've done studies on like the way teachers treat students. And when the teachers are told that the students are exceptional, like geniuses, they treat them as such. And when they're like when they have information that would maybe lead them to believe that they're troublemakers or from a certain type of home where they're not that quote unquote, you know, smart or something, they'll treat them as such. And then it really affects how the individual grows and, and is shaped and, and shows up. And I really think that like how we treat people is how we're able to show up. Um, so like, choosing wisely and you're always going to be leveling up I think at least personally I have been as I evolve and so that would be the other thing that I would suggest like and it's what we have more control over is really like listening to how you speak to yourself and listening to how you think of yourself and it will be mirrored in your relationships oftentimes right it's like a projection but also what we bring to the table yeah have you been around people that un-uplifted you, a.k.a. de-lifted you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that like when you think about it, you're like, not again, can't do that? Or do you predict in the future you may be around such energy? Or do you, do you are you very careful around that now? Um, I mean, I obviously limit it. And when it's unavoidable, like because it's family or... Um, an environment where I don't have control. It's just about knowing that I, rather than being in a state where it's like we're blending and it's me, I, um, in those environments or those specific circumstances, I, I make sure that I have a stronger sense that I am different, I'm separate. Right. Yeah. And then you manage so that I'm not internalizing this other person's POV. Right. It's not yours. You don't want it. Yeah. And just like knowing that, okay, this person's going through something. Right. Maybe it's not extra weight you want to hold on to. No. Working out at the gym with their weight. No. I mean, I did a lot of that. You did a lot of that? Yeah. So you have experience with that, so then it's, it's even more palpable. You would avoid it more clearly than someone who didn't. Well, it's not even that I avoid. It's like... I continue to learn and grow and um, just notice it when it's when it's there and um, yeah and just like don't give it that much power with my energy and attention right our energy and attention is very valuable yeah it's the guide of the day frankly time in the day looks like we have a certain amount of time but the energy that we manage it almost multiplies or uh, detracts from the time so it's not really the time. It's more like if I give you a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of energy, maybe you do double what you did during that day. And now the time seemed like you had 48 hours in that day. It's a little bit of a move there. On this topic, I would have to say it's very key to me. And I think about the times with people who uplift me are the only times. And then the other times I got to get through a battle through, move through something, figure it out. That's just preparation to get back to the other part. Is there a way that you have learned how to get through it? Well, yeah. Some might say I'm a bit... Uh, disconnected at those times emotionally unavailable whatever it might be because i'm not trying to be there like it doesn't make sense it doesn't my day the next day doesn't look cooler based on those moments right Mm. so what am i doing here so i'm not going to toss out my energy and my time as much as possible have i made mistakes probably a billion yeah nobody's made more 
billion point two, okay? But I'm here on the other side of the billion looking great, okay? Yeah. Zoom in. I can dunk a basketball on a six foot rim, maybe seven. So I don't even know what that means. Like I'm I can I, I'm very physically not really on a six foot rim? It's not that high, but like a okay. basketball rim that's like lowered a bit. I can dunk on that. How are higher? They're than usually normally. ten foot. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Still cool though, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't even know what it meant. Oh, so, okay, yeah. You know, you're like definitely you're cooler than me. You stop it. She's wrong. That one's wrong, okay? The shirt might be cool, but I didn't even know what it I, meant. It's just like a, usually for all the people to want to know, basketball rims are usually ten feet high. Okay, got it. And they can be lowered. Sometimes Good the gyms they'll, they'll lower it to like eight feet or six feet. Usually for kids, six feet, maybe eight feet for some like maybe young adult game or something. Yeah. Information. Okay. Got it. I like basketball. For a long time. Actually, Me I met too. a lot of people through. I like basketball. Who's gonna be playing? It's my favorite wait, one oh, to wait, watch. Hold, oh, okay. I'm not gonna play. No. You like to watch it. I like to watch it. It's fun. Did you ever play it? No. Okay, just completely. Not interested. Boom! Take that basketball as a sport, but you are able. To, how is that possible? How is it possible to have that complete separation of enjoying watching it, but never having an interest in playing it? I don't think I've ever heard of that in my life. Um. You like the camaraderie between the teammates, or like the pace of the game? I like the pace of the pace game. Pace of the game. It is fast-paced. And it's the one that I understand the most, and I can see it more clearly, like football, American football. And and soccer as well, uh, European football. I, um, I, I don't fully grasp the rules and the points and the oh. like, like way. Just not as it's easy. not as fun then. It's not as fun to watch. Right. Basketball hits the sweet spot for me. Baseball, it's like so slow. Yeah. Like I understand it, but it's so slow, and I don't really care. Something cool about basketball. Right. I can agree with that. I agree with, from also from the playing side. It doesn't too. hurt that like most of the players are very handsome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at taking indirect like compliments. <laughs> I'm skilled at that. So you know, yeah, I've been uh, I trimmed my hair recently. Okay. Um, <laughs> basketball is cool. Soccer is cool. I played soccer. By the way, I'm gonna throw this out there. I mentioned it before. My team in sixth grade, the Arctic Blast. Cool name. That was a slushy name also at the school, like one of those ice drinks. Yeah. Arctic Blast. It was purple. That, yeah. You had that too? What do you mean? I don't know. Oh, you, you had like that, slushies? I feel like slushies, yeah, at 7-Eleven had that name, Arctic Blast. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. Thought we were innovative out here, but I guess not. Fair. So. Where were we? About upliftment yeah. and deliftment, okay? <laughs> Shout out to that. The best, this is a, another tangent, but the individuals where you can tangent and it's good, Versus it has to be procedural. Yeah. Is the also another, the whole point of life kind of thing. Mm. If everything had to be procedural, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Boom, just take me to Z and I'm done. Why am I here? Well, I love those people though, because they're really good at like surgery or, you Oh, no, know. no, 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 no. Yeah, but not for, yeah, for, dis you know? it's different for discussion than, right. For surgery, you want A, B, C, D, E, F, yeah. G. No, that's a valid point. Right, good. You brought the counterpoint immediately. I wasn't trying to kick them out of the system. Okay, good. They're here. Yeah. And very relevant. And we love them. Yes, but they would even probably say they're not as set up for certain kinds of discussion. They might join in and be like, that's not really me. Yeah. So, you know, we got to give them a... Or they'll be like, you're going on too many tangents. This is Right, I can't me. deal with this. The ambiguity yeah. is killing me out yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the boundary? Where's Where the black it? and white? Yeah. Ambiguity is not in the category. You don't want ambiguity in surgery like some creative. I'm also an artist. <laughs> I'm, also, <laughs> I'm an artist in the background. 
uh, let's do this. Uh, I'm pretty good with neurons, you know what I'm saying? So your signal should go through from your eye to your brain. I recently just drew a picture. You should see it. It's like abstract. You'd be like, oh my God, give me the other, give me the other person. That's an important point. We have different fortes. Yeah. And they would tell you. People, oh, I've learned this in... in well, you would hope. I mean, I think certain people are more self-aware than others. Oh, yeah. And that's a big... That's another thing that I would say is so good at but this quote is like, rather than focusing on like, oh, this person in my life like sucks, like, ugh, yeah. just putting the attention on, okay, who am I? Who do I want to be? Like, and just cultivating it consistently. I mean, God... All like my mom would say this to me and I just couldn't hear her for so many years, like a teenager and then after college and she would just be like, Just work on yourself. Just focus on yourself and I would be like in love with these guys who weren't like calling me or whatever and That didn't sound like focusing on yourself. And I couldn't because I was like a mess and just putting my focus outside of myself. Did you think the outside of yourself would somehow come back and take care of the inside of yourself? 100%. Uh-huh. But it didn't and work I'm out still, that way. I'm still, you know, finding those thought patterns or, or those places in myself. But it really is clicking, like, in the last year. Like, it's in, it's an inside. It's inside. Right. Yeah. And then the cool things can come outside. It follows. Yeah. The order has to be right. That's true. It's yeah. like tr- trying to keep up with my shadow and like it's weird. Mm. Like yo, I'm I'm in, I'm behind you, tough guy. Like just keep walking, right? Analogies. I got analogies on point. You ready for the second quote? Okay. All right. Epictetus back in the building. <laughs> Pretending it's me. That's pretty good. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh, I was trying to make like a. Sc- that didn't work. That was okay. good. Mixing it in. DJ Cat. That would be a DJ name. The DJ Cat. Like that was- <laughs> Special K. Special K. My friend Casper's name starts with K too, by the way. It's pretty cool. If you want to improve, be content to be thought foolish and stupid. I had to pick this one. Thoughts, feedback, mindset. That's a tricky one for me. Cat, are you okay with feeling, no, being thought foolish and stupid? I think I'm getting better at it. Um, There's an exercise that we did in acting school where, like, I would use that one all the time. I was even thinking about it yesterday doing pull-ups because it's like i have such a streak of perfectionism and i'm growing beyond it but it it definitely continues to to want a voice and i'm like cat it's okay um so yeah so the acting exercise would literally be like do it as poorly as you can on purpose like do this monologue and like fuck it up on purpose right and um, it would always be the most fun, brilliant work. And you would stretch into these places that you wouldn't let yourself go before. Because when it's, again, like focusing on the internal versus there's like an all-seeing eye that's watching you in a way, like watching my performance. And if I'm constantly referring to that all-seeing eye, I'm limiting myself because I'm I'm editing as I'm creating. And... John Cleese actually really talks about that and he has an amazing uh, talk on creativity and he talks about how there are two different processes, creating and editing and analyzing. And those are like two different parts of our brain. 
So if you're constantly editing yourself as you're creating, it's like it's creating a um, clunkiness rather than going with the flow and then shifting gears and a analyzing and it's like expansion and then consolidation. If you combine them, it's messed up. You want to expand, expand as much as you can, and then pull back at it, consolidate, whatever it is. But if you're cons consolidating midway, now you're like cutting off parts of your own creativity. You don't get into a flow. Yeah. That's the worst thing if you don't get into a flow. You can't get anywhere. Yeah. Take that pumpkin. Pumpkin was just demoted to behind the scenes, okay? Boom. I like being in the flow. It's very important. It's good. It's nothing what do get. you think about the quote? Good point. Being thoughtful and oh oh this one I picked it because th this is my forte. Being thoughtful and stupid, I'm glad to be. I'll be yeah, it a that's billion what I, times. I get the sense. That I don't even care. Like... Hey Kat, you think I'm an idiot moron? Hey, good. I'm doing it again tomorrow. Okay, good luck. That reminds me of uh, Jim Carrey. He talks yeah. about how like him he he like allowed himself to become the person who everyone thought of as like didn't was carefree, was care, you know, carefree, didn't care what anyone thought. And like, by being that person, it, it, it inspired others to feel the same way. Like when you experience him, you feel limitless because there are no restrictions on, you know, he intentionally, it's like that exercise, he intentionally allows himself to be the fool, which in Shakespearean plays, the fool is the, the wisest character. True that. Yes. Jim Carrey's my guy. I've watched some of his interviews killing the game out here. That guy is not. He told one interviewer, like, you don't exist. And he started going to why. And she was just like she breaking down. She was very down. disturbed. You saw this. She's like, she was like, but, uh, she's like this is way too deep. Uh, uh, I did not learn this in journalism school. Right? I did my makeup and wore the right clothes. Right? Like, what is happening? Like, what? oh, and then the media is like, he went crazy. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're missing the point, but that's okay. That's exactly what he's saying. <laughs> it's a classic missing the point. I once in an SAT prep book, I saw missing the point. You're supposed to circle in the circle, but somebody put like a check in the circle. That's called missing <laughs> nice. the point. So that, that person put a check in the circle or like an X missing the point. She, yeah, she was trying to bring it back over and over. Like, I but know. what designer are you wearing? There's a lot of people here. And he just kept going. I mean, the argument to that is like, why are you showing up at an event? Right. And speaking to someone who you know is like on a different level of consciousness in this way. But I think it just, it just couldn't, you know, I, it was just I, flowing out. He was there. He's like, this is it. If you're that, <laughs> right, you can't help it at that moment. I know that. I've been in that scenario. You can't help it. You yeah. feel also if you didn't do it, it would be wrong. Right. Because now so it's like, what am I here message for? message out there too, yeah. I have my forte. I bring something to the table. That's sad to leave out. Yeah. I'll feel sad later when I'm going to sleep versus if I make you happy for now. You barely remember 10 minutes later. You go on to something else because it was normal, right? Yeah. It's just another normal thing that happened. Yeah. So you didn't care, and I slept uh, more difficultly at night. Right. Jim Carrey's great. Love him. Yeah. So, Kat, if you think I'm a moron, good luck. You can't stop this. I'm like a machine. There's 10 of me inside of me. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Glad to be thought foolish and stupid. I have to throw that in there. All day. Steve Jobs said that. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Third one by Epictetus. What are you are you liking these quotes? Yeah. Yeah. The greater the difficulty, the more glory in surmounting it. Skillful pilots gain their reputation from storms and tempests. 
The greater the difficulty, the more glory in surmounting it. Sure. What's something difficult? Mountain you have climbed. You're like, dang, I did it. Um, I mean, I think just being an actor in L.A. is, uh, <clears throat> if anyone tells you any different, they're, they're lying. They're making stuff up. <laughs> they're just making stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's easy on the outside to, like, think, oh, well, this person just got a role because they're related to someone, or this person just got a role because they're attractive, or, um they were in the right place at the right time or whatever, but um, consistently being so vulnerable, dedicating yourself to something. Um, yeah, that's what comes up. It's just the, uh, the journey of self-discovery and knowing yourself as an artist. I got one about this. This is related to mountains. I've thought about this recently. What do you think about the idea that even though we're all climbing up mountains, I'm climbing one up, you're climbing one up, but they're not the same mountains. So it's not like I should be jealous of you, you're jealous of me. You're just you're someone over there climbing that mountain, I'm over here climbing this mountain. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? Sure. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're jealous, it's like, well, that wouldn't make sense if you were hiking up a trail and somebody was hiking up a trail and you're like, oh man, that guy's at the same height as me, but on a different trail. Oh, I'm jealous. Hmm. I like difficulty. That's why I picked this one. I'm a big fan of difficulty and challenge. If things are easy, I actually run away very quickly mm. as possible. Because it's mm. like I, my forte is not used. My mm. skills are not meant for that. I train for difficulty, you know? Mm. That's a good attitude. It's like I was trained for that. For Wait, so for actressing, which is not even a verb. I don't know if it is. So difficulty there. Like there's a weight to it. There's a lot of battle, competition, whatnot. There's judgments of sorts. And do those weigh in in the process? Or are you able to externalize that? I was really referring to, like, the psychological journey that's required. Like, the, the psychological resilience. To continue, like, trying and people are like, oh, no, you suck. Well, to simultaneously be someone who wears your heart on your sleeve. I mean, obviously, there are different types of artists. There are different types of actors. So some people, like, are just really good at one shtick and they do it and they get hired and they work and that's their thing and that's awesome like it's a job and it's beautiful there are others who i identify more with which I was is like say, you're a switch yeah i like i'm really um utilizing the sensitivity of my my um instrument which <laughs> is what we call it but that's myself my my emotions my memories my it's thoughts, a cello. My whatever and um and so to be so raw and emotionally available and at the same time um, showing up with a thick skin, with resilience, with uh, tenacity, it's, it's a really fascinating dance. I don't think, I mean, other than like maybe stand-up comedy. Shout out to stand-up comedians. I mean, honestly, I'm like, wow, they're amazing. It's like, it takes so much balls. Because oftentimes they're using material that's a reflection of their actual experience in life. And that's, how could you be more vulnerable? You're like, like showing your whole gut and soul to, to, to people. So I think at, that, at a certain point, I feel like maybe they just say fuck it. I don't know. Um, but it's also could be why like there's such a predisposition for mental issues. I was thinking about that when you were saying it. This is true. When I did open mic a few times, I didn't really blend in. That's one thing that differentiated me. 
I did comedy, they did comedy, but theirs was like kind of self-destructive, a little bit like some were just kind of very quickly going out to smoke. You could just tell yeah. there was like a unhealth there. So I didn't really blend in. Mm. That helps for that. Mm. I stood out like a sore thumb at yeah, a couple of those. I can imagine. How dare you? Okay, I, I blended in too. They love me. <laughs> but it definitely, yeah, the standard. That's true. There's a little bit of that. Well, the, I mean, mostly they drink, they do yeah. drugs, they smoke. It's a night game, you know. There's a lot of self-destruction. So the fact that you're, like, pretty sober and healthy would immediately make you stand out. Plus, you have, like, an optimistic disposition. It's, like, pretty unusual. Like, what's he doing here? I have my lemonade. I drank my lemonade. Yeah. Now I'll be performing, everybody. Thank you for the opportunity. That was pretty good. I did it, like, five, four or five times. One time I brought my friend. One time I brought another person that had never done it before, and they did it. It was good. Cool. Risk-taking. I'm bringing that back, though. I'm not uh -huh. going to leave that alone. Open mic is too good. All right, we're done with Epictetus. Seneca. Okay. Seneca. <laughs> we're on the way. DJ Cat back in the building. Seneca, you know what I'm saying? Okay. True happiness is to enjoy the present without anxious dependence upon the future, not to amuse... I'm not even going to do this one. This one's all you. Anxious dependence on the future, not to amuse ourselves with either hopes or fears, but to rest satisfied with what we have, which is sufficient for he that is so, or she that is so, wants nothing. Yeah. I mean, what do you say about that quote? It's so true. Havaya. <laughs> <laughs> what? what a plug. Havaya? That's true. Seneca, I just want you to know. I mean, that's Havaya. like what we do. We, it's, an, it's a practice to experience what he just is saying here. Fair point. Satisfied with what we have, which is sufficient. Yeah. No, I'll leave that there. I won't even elaborate on that. Next one by Seneca. It is not because things are difficult that we do not dare. It is because we do not dare that things are difficult. Do we make things difficult in life? Yeah. Cat, fair away. What is something you have made difficult in life? Or should I take this one first? Up to you. Oh, my God. What have I made difficult? Yeah. Technology. Technology? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Have you made technology. technology more difficult than it was planned to be originally by IT specialists? Well, part of me just thinks that my brain is not designed like the way that people who are techie operate. I Fair. just don't think in that way. Okay. And so then that would so, have to be delegated. So I'm just like, oh, God. Uh, oh. Jesus. I have to download these files. Fuck. Update. Uh, send over the content. Yeah. Back up the photos. <laughs> Darn. Right. I, if I could do like all these... Like the surgeon stuff. Like... Right. You know? That's the forte. That's a forte. Yeah. The I'm most... the one... I'm like the... I'm like the person who like talks about your feelings and your... You know? We're going to do a feelings episode and break down if Armin has a lot or some. Maybe at some point. That'd be nice. People be like, wow, we didn't even know. He had these four feelings. I don't know what they would be. Broad spectrum. You're probably better with feeling words too. Possibly. Yeah. Fair. Mine on this one, I have to throw in, okay. is, yes, we make things difficult. One time, Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, he said, they asked him, like, which was your toughest fight? He's like, uh, I make it tough on myself by not doing this or this or this. He didn't even talk about the other people. It even doesn't start from outside. Everything's not external. It always starts internal, and then we apply it to the external world. So I have thought about that for myself, too. If I don't make it difficult, it doesn't need to be. It can be straightforward and fluid. Why not? Mm. I'm sticking with that. It should work out. Why should we have some day that's all weird and off and messed up? Mm. 
Yeah. Is that joyful? No. Love it. I didn't plan it that way. Last one from Seneca. We have some light music in the background. What a location, by the way. These trees are not, um, like, made up. They exist and are plant life. Oh, my gosh. Which one's cat? Which one's the plant? Because she's so organic with it. Okay. <laughs> you act like mortals in all that you fear and like immortals in all that you desire. So when you fear things, suddenly it's like, oh, man, risk, danger, something could go wrong. Oh, yeah. boy, I don't know what's going on. And the things that you really want, you just go and, like, make it happen. And then, like, you're like, I'm invincible. I got to get there. Sure. So, yeah. So being, being following desire is a source of empowerment, maybe. Oh. That's a good way to turn that one around, actually. Right. The things that I think I was mentioning this earlier about if you like something or passion, boom, you automatically go. I didn't say it that way, but that's what I was thinking. Yeah. If you like something, nothing's going to stop you from getting there. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Too much insight all at once. People can't handle it. Marcus Aurelius. Ready for this one? Okay. This is our last I feel like philosopher. He's my favorite for some reason. I don't know why. Famous guy. Have you looked at Parts of Meditations, his book? No. With a bunch of paragraphs? Mm-mm. I thought it was cool. These guys, by the way, why do I like them a lot? They write like me. I write in my journal. They just write like a paragraph, then a paragraph. They're not connected. Just my thought. Yeah. Then another thought. They're not like, you know, yeah. flowing. I love it. Very little is needed to make a happy life. It is all within yourself and your way of thinking. Is very little needed to make so a happy life, good. Kat? Do you need a lot to make a happy life or not much? Well, I mean... Personally, the more I've gotten rid of stuff, the happier I feel. It's like a lot less. Um, the pumpkin just fell. The pumpkin is gone. It just fell. These moments are happening I have to in the moment. Save the pumpkin. But it's back. Okay. okay. Speaking of things. <laughs> it's orange. This is, like, this is like a person or something. It's like a person um, with a spirit. Pete the pumpkin. Yeah, so like Priscilla. Priscilla talking about you know like mental noise or or space that's taking you know brain space or something like having to track stuff i did the con marie do you you know marie kondo she has this book called the magic of tidying up or the something like that the magic of tidying up i have no clue um and it's all about, yeah, like just connecting with everything that you own physically, like any object. And um, if it sparks joy inside, keep it. And if it doesn't, say thank you to it for being in your life yeah. and, and offering what it did and right. then letting it go. Right. Um, and like the more I've practiced doing doing that um it just feels really good yeah it's kind of like Derek Sivers he has a book so, called the hell yes or no mm -hmm. so it's either like I really want this or it's gotta go because it's taking up space yeah whether it's actual space or in my mind yeah we can get convoluted in our mind if we let it get that way yeah insights galore I'm telling you are you liking these insights Kat yeah if you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it. Right, it's the relationship to it. 
Well, we don't even need the rest of the quote then. Okay, but let's just let Aurelius add in the end. And this you have the power to revoke at any moment. You have the power to revoke the pain of something um, based on your estimate of it. What do you think about that? Oh my gosh, I was listening to someone last night. Um, it was me, Armin Show Podcast. You were checking out. And it kidding. reminds me so much of acting too, where like if you do thought exercises, so like say you have a situation that brings you anxiety because you think of this, say you're going to a job interview or something and you're thinking like, oh my God, this person is so much smarter than me. This person is so blah, blah, blah. But do a thought exercise where you replace them with the image of your dog or like someone you love or something. And then when you're relating to them energetically, it's not continuing to create um, separation and anxiety or um, intimidation. You're relating to it with warmth and um, softness and affection. And there's a lot of power in how we relate and rather than perceiving in a in a fearful or limiting way. Mm. That's what it makes me think of. So you can like adjust your view of something to something that is more cognitively warm to you? Yeah, your experience. It, you can shift your experience. And suddenly that's not the thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Or at least you can play. Right. You know, and experiment. Right, try things. It doesn't have to be the same hard-hitting thing it was. Mm-hmm. We can alter that. That's true. Yeah. Oh, my comment on that is darn right. I estimate things can't affect me. I'm invincible. I'm the toughest guy on the planet. So I always have that mindset. I guess that was a brief way to handle that one, but that's my view. If I can't handle it, I feel like humanity's screwed. So I have to be able to. <laughs> that's my view. I've had that view for a long time. And the last one by Marcus Aurelius. I have often wondered how it is that every man or woman loves himself more than all the rest of men or women, but yet sets less value on his own opinion of himself or herself than on the opinion of others. So people will be like, oh, I'm great. They think they're great. They like themselves. But then suddenly when it comes to them versus other people, they're like, oh, that person is thinking this Well, I think that probably a symptom that like you actually don't think that highly of yourself you just like don't actually have a very strong sense of self or connection to yourself if that's actually the experience like Uh um and what i would offer as a solution to that experience is like taking time to go within to connect within to, to learn who you are to um slow down and give yourself space and put the phone away like breathe and explore what's happening inside and then the more that muscle is practiced you know then you don't end up giving too much weight to the opinion of others because now you're or you're very um discerning about whose opinion it reminds me of that um What's his name? Gary? Gary Vaynerchuk? Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Which um, I originally, if not for Gary Vaynerchuk, I would I have known Kat because I saw she posted a quote. I saw it tagged or something. I don't remember how. Yeah. He's very spirited and jovial. Love him. And um, 
Met him twice. You did? Yeah. Aw, I bet he's so cool. One yeah. time in 2009, one time at Melrose. He responded to something, I remember. A tweet? A few, no, like an Instagram. I called him like a, an uncle and he was like, what about a brother? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, not that old. Um, I think he would be more like an uncle, but that's okay. Um, Ro- roasted. Good old Gary. Anyway, but yeah, so he uh, was giving a talk and basically just like, yeah, like, unless somebody has walked through or experience something that you're going through like their criticisms and their opinions and all that shit is like bullshit who gives a fuck like it's very easy to sit on the sidelines and criticize people and um don't listen to those people basically um yeah so obviously we want to be in relationship and have feedback from others but be very discerning about who those voices are because Unless there's, and oftentimes the voices that are limiting or critical um, are the ones who haven't walked through what you're doing or are very insecure people. And so when you meet someone who's empowered, they're, they're, they're lifting you up. It's just, it doesn't work. Like someone who's strong is not trying to break anyone down. They have stuff to give. They're winners. Yeah. It's not even their mindset. Yeah. All the people whose opinion of me has been like a detracting force. Years later, I found out they wanted to be doing something I was doing. Exactly. Yeah. So they were kind of like reaching out. That was their weird way yeah. of reaching out and being like, can you help me? But it sounded like you suck. You're an yeah. idiot. And what you're doing is a waste of time. Yeah. Like your presence threatens me because I wish I could do it, but I'm too insecure. So like, who do you think you are? How dare you I'm think I'm like that? in my mind competing with you, but like I'm too self-conscious or insecure to be able to actually do it, so. I've thought about this. When they're saying stuff, it's actually, they're saying what their parents would tell them if they tried to do that thing. It's an internalized voice, yeah. How dare you believe in yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Insights. Cat, we've covered a collection of nine Woo! quotes. <laughs> I love my my smooth segues right there. Now, yes, the philosophers are great because it's like they're next door to you, even though they're talking from like 1,500 years ago because they're saying stuff. It isn't that long ago. Right, in the grand scheme of things. But it is a little bit odd because you think like this is generations and generations ago, but he's saying the same stuff that would apply or he or she that would apply for today. Yeah. Bit entertaining, bit interesting here. And I hope it has been informative uh, for our fellow people and us as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, transitioning out slash segue, like on one of those late night uh, show hosts, Craig Ferguson out here. Um, Kat, what is uh, a question that you have for me? No, what's the question you have for me? That's actually a good one. What do your days look like? Oh, my days look golden. Is that specific or broad natured? But I would say I always go broad natured. They involve activity. It's important to have momentum. Momentum's a big deal. There's a small chance I write a book called Momentum at some point because it's such a big deal to me. Uh, there's a teaching. Why of a sort- small chance? Okay. Okay. Is this, is this, uh, somebody empowering out here showed up out of nowhere. It's cat, folks. It's cat. No, there's a, there's a likelihood of uh, a book called Momentum showing up at some point. Hilarious right there. We're focusing on Havaya, okay? <laughs> That's pretty good, though. Yes, yeah, so content, uh, people, reaching out to strangers is something I still do and have ramped that up, which is good. 
Uh, How do you reach out to them? In public, randomly, with oh, no context it. whatsoever. Got it. That's my life. I love. I just enjoy doing that. And the best experiences come from like no planning versus like yeah. when it was all set up. Like this is let's catch up every two months dinner thing. That thing died, killed people. So I like when it's non-contextual. And then making things challenging, challenging people. Uh, and also, you know, getting people to do something they weren't doing two months ago. Boom, I don't go specific, I go broad. Okay. And I'm throwing one back at you, Kat. Uh, what is something, not Hawaii related, uh, that you would want the people to know if you had a message to the world? <gasps> oh. In today's, in, in, you know, September 2021. Which could be at any time, but I'll never be that thoughtful face. It's impossible. <laughs> um, what I would want to share with the world, um, that we're so much more powerful together than divided. And even if it feels like other human beings are a threat to our evolution as humanity, like the only way forward is for us to bridge. Because we're all here in this together. That's a clear message. Yeah. Informative one there. Kat, I would like to thank you for having joined on this episode, one of many, on The Armin Show, number 318. Kat Fairway in the building. Glad to have you take part. Thank you, Armin. And we are out.